0: We're going to talk about this red admiral butterfly now. It used to be quite common in New Zealand, but it is struggling like so many of our endemic species, and it's especially struggling up north. Here's the problem. The red admiral butterfly's favorite plant is also one of our most poisonous plants, and it's been eradicated in a lot of urban areas. Well, the Moths and Butterflies of New Zealand Trust is on a mission to boost their numbers again, and founding trustee Jackie Knight joins us now. Hi, Jackie.
1: Hi, Jessie. Nice to be talking with you again, and hurrah for Daphne. That's lovely to hear down at Manapuru. Yeah, Manapuru. yeah,
0: yeah. Now, I was introducing you there. Now, I'm missing a dame. Are you Dame Jackie Knight? No. you got an MBE or something, though, don't you? No. Come on now. You haven't been recognised for your incredible work with the monarchs and other beautiful butterflies?
1: Oh, no. No,
0: I must have you mixed up.
1: (laughs) My dog recognises me for
0: doing
1: this. He's very upset with me because I don't spend enough time playing with him.
0: (laughs) So we're talking about the Red Admiral today. Tell me a bit about this butterfly.
1: Well, it's a beautiful butterfly, and a lot of um, people who have... Arrived in New Zealand recently, say, so, oh, we've got red admirals back home, but they do. There's a an a European species, and there's a um one from Asia as well. But ours is the best, Jesse. It? it has beautiful scarlet or crimson patches on its wings, which remind me of pūtakawa. And it has when you when it puts its wings together, it has these beautiful blue. Eye spots on it that look like um pawa, they're made from pawa. So, oh gosh, it always makes me f- feel it's very, very kiwi.
0: Yeah, is it? I've got a scientific uh, name here, Vanessa Gonorilla.
1: Vanessa Gonorilla, Gonorrilla, If you want to be a scientist, it has gonorilla twice, don't ask me why because I'm not a scientist. But there's also another red admiral from the Chatham Islands, and that's Vanessa Gonorilla Ida. So, I guess. Okay. Yeah, that separates the two of them.
0: And the Māori name is kahukura, which means red cloak, which is rather nice. Yes,
1: it's lovely, isn't it?
0: So how are these red admiral butterflies doing?
1: Well, they've almost disappeared from Auckland. There are a few people who have been, like me, trying to encourage them over the years. But we decided that we really need to go all out and give them a lot of PR most people in New Zealand don't even know that we have a red admiral, so it's as as I say, it's red and it's as rare as a room Um or rarer rarer than a ruru.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And um, they can be found in Northland and they can be fi- found in the Waikato and much further south, but they've virtually disappeared from Auckland and it would be seem to be that in the late nineteenth twentieth century there was the painted apple moth was discovered in West Auckland and they started aerial spraying um, insecticide to get rid of them, get rid of that pest, which was a good thing, I guess. But, and it brought back the most common butterflies. Sorry, the most common butterflies came back after that. But the Red Admiral is hardly ever seen in Auckland now. So number one, we need to make more people aware of how beautiful it is. Number two, we need to encourage people to plant stinging nettle if they can, especially Urtica ferox, uh, which is onga onga. Number three, if everybody could just plant something that gives butterflies nectar, the world would be a much better place. Huh. So that's and then also if we controlled um, the social wasps, so look out for wasp nests and eliminate them. Because those wasps came to New Zealand, What some different varieties came to, different species came to New Zealand over the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And they are decimating our beautiful native butterflies. One was introduced deliberately to um, eliminate the cabbage white, but it hasn't worked. And it's just getting our native butterflies instead.
0: Nasty. Let's talk yeah. about that Onga Onga. It's tough sell, eh, Jackie? I'm just trying to think of the conversation I'd have with my wife, and she wouldn't argue with the beauty of the red admiral butterfly, and then I'd just patiently explain to her that around the backyard in which my four children play happily in the summer, I'm going to be planting some stinging nettle.
1: No, I'd hate you to do that. Um, And and surprisingly, people at gardening clubs that I come up to, I've had several come up and say, can I get that urtica ferox? I want to plant it on the boundary where the neighbours keep coming through.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's quite a good good idea. Yeah, w-
0: what does it need to thrive? I mean, you know, could you find a spot that was inaccessible and plant it there?
1: Yeah, that would be the thing to do. Um, some people say it grows with difficulty, but it it has been done. Um, Graham Hill is growing Urtica in his Grey Lynn garden, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, so. Some people can do it, but you've just got to be very careful. Um, if you get stung by a stinging nettle, the first antidote to go to is dock leaves mm-hmm. and rub them on. But certainly you're very careful when you are handling Utica ferrox. Now Graham, now, what was Graham's other name? From or- Oratia, native plant nursery. Mm. I remember watching him looking in the in the ferox one day and he said, ouch, it got me. But, you know, people who are really tough, um, they're not worried by it. But certainly, you know, one man did die because it got so many stings from it. Okay, I think like we that. might
0: need to work on your PR pitch here, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> is yes. there any other plant that this red admiral butterfly yes, enjoys? It
1: yes, it is. laying. It will lay eggs on other singing nettles. Now, <laughs> if you go for the most basic introduced European stinging nettle which is actually recognised as a weed. It's excellent as a vegetable you can add the leaves to your compost to get the compost working. It's an activator in your compost um, and there's another really good use for it as well. I can't think what that is now but it's it's loaded with um, vitamins and minerals and excellent as a tea. You can actually buy stinging nettle tea so it's not a bad plant to have around yeah. You just need to make sure that it doesn't spread. Mm-hmm. So there are various There's three, I think, native nettles. Um, we actually sell the seed of Urtica australis, which is from the Chatham Islands, and it has nice, big, round leaves like hydrangea leaves, and um, it's you know it's it's easier to handle and it's more food for the caterpillars as well.
0: Okay. Maybe, you can, you know, if you had a bit of land, you could um, plant a little patch and fence it off or something.
1: Yes, exactly. That would be a really good thing to do.
0: Yeah. And are they often spotted further south?
1: Yes, they're quite, um, they're reasonably common on the Banks Peninsula around Akaroa, places like that. Um, you'll find them in the bush, of course, because there's lots of um, stands of urtica Ferox. I, I think urtica can be a bit of a problem in fact, in the Wairarapa, um, mm, we just mm. need a few more people in Auckland to be enthusiastic about finding a spot for Urtica beryl.
0: Yeah, and you might not be able to answer this, but you know, if there's an, if there's not many butterflies at all in the region, you know, and I plant a, a, an onga onga in my backyard in the middle of an urban area, what are the chances that a butterfly is even going to be able to find it? I, I suppose they're trained to find it.
1: Well, get, a monarch can find um, milkweed or swan plant from two kilometres away. Really? Yeah. Gosh. I don't, know how they, I don't know how they work that out, but that's what they tell me in the, in North America, Yeah. the scientists there. So it's incredible, isn't it? I mean, we can't even tell what the neighbour's cooking for dinner.
0: <laughs> but
1: here's a butterfly, a little insect like that. Yeah. It always amazes me how, how clever they are.
0: Well, we've got you. Um, Are you keen on swamp plants?
1: I don't mind swamp plants at all.
0: Yeah, I mean you're the monarch butterfly expert. Um, (laughs) Might be a tough, an easier sell um, for families out there. Have you got any advice for encouraging butterflies, monarch butterflies?
1: Well, monarch butterflies sort of like a starter insect. It can really encourage passion in children, curiosity, build curiosity and make them intrigued by what's going on in the garden. So I think the swan plant's a brilliant plant to have in any young parent's garden. But we're going to be campaigning this year, I'm going to be campaigning this year, on people not getting too involved in the insect because some people treat the monarch butterfly like a pet, and it's not. It's a wild animal. And we need to be less hands-off just plant the plant in your garden and observe rather than trying to move the caterpillars around and and farm them, if you know what I mean.
0: I do, although the wasps are introduced, so some people might say you know, nature's not exactly operating as it's meant to anyway with these introduced wasps. That's
1: true. But you see, humans, we're silly species sometimes. We might have um, chemicals on our hands and pick up a caterpillar and kill the caterpillar, and then we blame it on a garden centre because we say the plant was sprayed. Uh-huh. You know, we. I remember there's one woman who asked me to, beg me to come and have a look at how she was protecting them from uh, the caterpillars, from wasps, and she was covering them with this network of old, dirty old curtains, and there must have been so many diseases in those net curtains. Um, one thing you can do to reduce the... Uh, visits of, or not visits of wasps, but the wasp damage. Social wasps are actually looking for food for their juvenile wasps over the um, sort of late spring to middle of summer. So if you throw an old net curtain, a clean net curtain, over your swan plant, that's going to make it more difficult for the wasp to get in there to find the caterpillars. Mm-hmm. um another trick i've tried is growing sweet peas up my swan plants so that the swan plants are actually bushier and you can plant them plant the swan plant next to shrubs as well so that the uh, wasps can't get in there so easily okay. there's lots of insects that will eat the the monarch caterpillars like praying mantises and things but but you just need to reduce that incidence of The wasps getting them all.
0: Improve their chances. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, We're out of time. I've loved talking to you, as always. If someone wants to uh, persevere and and buy some of this Onga Onga, where could they get it from?
1: Well, I I do have some here for sale in my Blockhouse Bay garden. Okay. Proceeds to the Butterflies Trust. Yeah. And we've put together a a useful page on our website, which is nzbutterflies.org.nz. Great. With more information.
0: Thank you. Nice to talk to you, Jackie. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jesse. Just about upgraded you to Dame Jackie Knights, founding trustee of the Moths and Butterflies of New Zealand Trust.